Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, creepy-looking girls with odd abilities, a Western-style vampire, tons of bling, and this week's releases. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Listener and viewer discretion is advised. Spark and Manga Review, episode 530. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Hope you're excited for another fun-filled episode of this awesome podcast you can find at www.spark.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, and various other social media sites. Just type in S-P-R-A-K-N, and I'll guarantee you'll find us one way or the other. Also, if you're watching on Facebook, remember to hit that subscribe button and click on that bell for notification for when we release new episodes. And with that in mind, let's actually get to it, because this is a manhwa review episode. We're reviewing a manhwa, which is kind of cool, kind of different, and a little bit unique. But with that in mind, let's actually get to it, because if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga, and it took time to be there reviewing a unique manhwa. One that was written by Nairi Lee and published by Yen Press. Originally was released to the public on Tappy Tunes, meaning it is a webtoon manhwa. Released all in various chapters. There are currently 85 chapters, but its original run was 2014 to 2017. And like I said, there are 85 chapters, meaning there's probably going to be about six volumes, give or take. This is a shoujo series, meaning that it is for girls. Uh, there is no real equivalent in manhwas, but it is a shoujo. It is a romantic comedy fantasy series and original title i uh, cannot pronounce but in english originally the title was going to be sweet blood but or honey blood but it is known here in the u.s simply as bloody sweet and bloody sweet is a kind of tragic unique and disturbing story about a young girl who becomes bound to a vampire. Our main character we're introduced to, it's kind of a bait and switch, because we're first introduced to a secondary character, whose name is Mina Park. And Mina is a transfer student who's transferred to this new school, and we're kind of following her, observing this situation, until we get to our main character. And she is the one who notices that the seat she's in, in class, is sitting next to a girl who smells like incense, seems to have a lot of mean things written on her desk and she has really long hair and she looks kind of gloomy and that's our main character we're talking about let's see if i can pronounce this correctly her name is nairim shin and nairim is the daughter of a shaman and her class bullies her mercilessly she's a little bit introverted and she doesn't really talk much in class. And because her mom's a shaman, people think she's creepy or possessed or something's weird. Also, she has a couple of bullies in class who perpetuate this myth. For that reason, she's known as the skitch or the skitty-ass bitch. Even though she's a wonderful person who's nice, who enjoys doing things like writing web novels and actually creates stuffed animals and is known online as this amazing stuffed animal designer and up-and-coming blogger, but in, re- in physical life, people treat her horribly. And her class bullies her mercilessly. Surprisingly, the first person, the main person who does bully her is her former best friend, a woman or young girl whose name is Gina Song, who is a rich girl who made friends with Nairim out of pity. And then when something made her jealous, she decided, I don't need this girl anymore. I hate this girl. Not realizing that every little stupid thing she did for Nairam, Nairam felt like that was actually good friendship. At one point, 
she dropped a hairband and said, oh, it's your birthday. Here, have this hairband that I dropped on the floor for you. And Nairam's like, no one's ever given me a gift before. I love this gift. And she cherishes this headband to this day. So it's kind of this weird situation of her dealing with these bullies. And even gets to the point when it opens up, there is a field trip the class is going on. And all the girls in her class have switched her clothes in her bag with bottles. So she'll sneak bottles into the field trip so they can all get drunk on it and if she gets caught with it she's the one holding the bag so naira gets in trouble and that's what happens she gets caught and people say what the hell's wrong with you you lost all our booze because our booze was not worth it and it's kind of sad seeing this happen to this girl who's so nice and sweet but it ends up going to the point when the girls are now pissed off because they lost all the liquor they have nothing to do and one of them gets the brilliant idea we're gonna go to that abandoned church over there and we're gonna investigate and you know what we'll bring the sketch because she's a shaman's daughter if anything happens she'll scare him away because she has magic powers meanwhile she's just a normal kid they end up going through searching the church and they end up finding something kind of crazy a wardrobe that has tons of wards on it Long story short, they open up the wards, and inside of the warded wardrobe is a handsome man surrounded by flowers. And who is this? This is our vampire. Yes, the vampire was sealed there and wakes up and kind of attacks Nairim. He does, she doesn't know what to do, and she's kind of freaking out. And because she's bleeding from an earlier trip, he ends up tasting her blood, and he awakens. She Obviously, kids find a vampire, they're going to freak out and run away. So after a day of this, he ends up finding out where she is. And it turns out that they're connected by her blood because she actually has the powers of a shaman. So he is now her pet vampire. And it is her job to help this vampire, whose name is Fetcho Vlad, to become human again. And that is the story. At least that's what we hope the story is. And this is her black knight in shining armor who helps her find a friend. And be there for her when all of these horrible things happen to her throughout this story. That are not bad, but it's just rough. And he is essentially a puppy. He's connected to her and he has to do whatever she says. And if she's hurt or something happens, he's drawn to help her out. Even if it's a sunny day. And he is kind of a nice vampire for what he is. He doesn't really drink blood. He drinks little bits of blood or pints of blood. And that's all I can really say without spoiling too much about this. Because... For the most part, this story is dealing with Nairam and her friendships and her growing up and becoming the person she needs to be because it focuses so much on the bullying in this story. And it's not even like little bullying. It's insanely large amount of bullying. It's seven people in her class are treating her horribly, are abusive to her, beating her. And none of the teachers have noticed this. And one teacher does notice this, but they say, oh, no, 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 they're just roughhousing. That's all it is. And there's even a person, a friend who notices that he's being bullied and he doesn't want to believe it. But he's like, listen, you have to tell when people are bullying you, I, I'll make you brave. But that's what this is. This is a exercise in reading about bullying. And the vampire element is there, but it's not the main point of it. I mean, when it gets to the second part, we get to the story of Vlad and how he got his powers and his backstory, then it becomes a vampire story a little bit. But it's still this drama about Nairam getting out of her shell. And that's what it is. 
And honestly, it's there's the romance element of her maybe falling in love with Vlad, but then there's also Hule, who is this younger guy who was her friend, who's son of a preacher because he used to go to church because apparently church is a big thing because everyone's going to church. And this Korean manhwa, that is a thing. But let me just say, it's, yeah, that's what this is. It's, it is that. And honestly, yeah, I, I want to be like, yeah, it's amazing. It's great. It's wonderful. And the story is compelling and it is engaging. It makes you want to root for Nairam as she betters herself. And when you find out more about what's going on with uh, her former friend, Gina, you're like, you want Gina to get her comeuppance. But you also want her to realize that Nairam is a good friend to her. Nairam cares about her, even if she doesn't care about her. But that doesn't happen. And it just gets more and more convoluted and angry. And the story, it's it feels like it should be more than what it is. So I'm not really digging the plot too much. It gets better, but it takes a while. This is one of those ones where the first volume is going to make you mad. Second volume will probably make you mad. Third volume will be like, oh, I get it now. And then you get into all the things that you want. The fact that it is a manhwa means it is released left to right. So standard traditional Western style releases. And it is in color because it was a webcomic. So you see it all there and you see all the lovely images that are perfectly perfect. And I do like that there is a kind of an omaki at the end, which is what happens if she's the vampire and he is not the vampire. If he was the human. It's kind of a cool flip on the story and that I liked. But for the most part, yeah. I do like that the bond uh, is drawn as literally he has a leash suddenly around his neck and there is a wire that connects the two of them together. As you can see here. It's this wire that connects them, the, th uh, the red thread of fate, which connects to wherever she is bleeding at the time, which leads to some kind of questionable moments. Uh, one moment in particular, like, really, you're going to go there? And they go there. So... Art style is okay. Story is, it's it is what it is. It's something different with vampires, but it's not the best answer for vampires. And I do appreciate that they do say it's a Western vampire instead of a Eastern vampire, but that doesn't mean much. It still makes you not really want to be like, yeah, I want to read more. I know there's a fan base for this probably, but for me, I did not find it as amazing as it could be. The idea is there, the elements are there, but it has to work a little bit harder. And for that reason, out of our rating system, I have to give this our middle rating of a gift. Uh, well, sorry. Oops. A gift from a crazy Aunt Muriel. It's okay, but in the end, it's kind of forgettable. Because honestly, there's some great elements to it, but in the end, it's a bad vampire story in high school. There's nothing really new about it. It's not reinventing the wheel. It's not making me want to be like, I need to read more of this story. It's just, that's what it is. And if you've read Bloody Sweet and you think differently, if you think that this is great and there's a reason why, let me know. Email me, zanspirekin.com. Tweet me at Spirekin. Let me know your thoughts on if you thought this was the best thing ever or why you thought this was a good rewarding manhwa as opposed to so many of the other manhwas that are out about vampires. And speaking of which, let's get to the question of the day. Question of the day is going to be, what do you think about 
vampire manhwa. Do you think that they're great? Do you think they're bad? Do you think they're overrated? Let me know. Email me at spirekin.com or tweet me at spirekin. And with that in mind, let's actually get to the manga releases of the week because we've got a nice little thread of them and something a little bit different this week. So let's get to it. So for this week, we've got two sets, actually, because first off, we've got, well, A Tale of the Secret Saint, Volume 5. Then after that, we've got Chainsaw Man, Volume 12, Cinderella Closet, Volume 3, Citrus Plus, Volume 5, Classroom of the Elite, Year 2, Light Novel, Volume 6. Then you have a new series called Coral's Reef, Volume 1. Hunter Hunter, Volume 37. I Swear I Won't Bother You Again, The Light Novel, Volume 4. Malevolent Spirits, Monogatari, Volume 4. Momo, The Blood Tracker, Volume 6. Moriarty, The Patriot, Volume 13. My Love Mix-Up, Volume 9. Polar Bear Cafe, Collector's Edition, Volume 3. This is an omnibus set, so this is going to be Volumes 4, 5, 6. Then we have Pulse, Volume 5, Rainbow Days, Volume 6, Sora and the House of Monsters, Volume 1, Spy Family, The Official Guide, Eyes Only Edition, Sword of the Demon Hunter, Jinsu Getoshi, the Manga, Volume 3, Tamon's B-Side, Volume 1, The Dangers in My Heart, Volume 7, The Dragon King's Imperial Wrath, Falling in Love with the Bookish Princess of the Rat Clan, Volume 2. The King's Beast, Volume 11. There's No Freaking Way I'll Be Your Love Unless, Volume 3. And then last and certainly not least, released actually today, because that was all yesterday, released today, October 4th, we have a manga written by one of the finalists of the Great British Bake Off. We're talking about Turtle Bread by Lee Kim. And this is something a little bit different. It's something that's written about baking, fitting in, the power of friendship, and it's from the point of view of someone who actually won the Great British Bake Off, so there's actual technique into it. And so those are the manga releases for this week. We've got 24 titles, and all of them are unique, different, and some are pretty fun. So to do something a little bit different, and since Greta brought it up last week, we're actually going to be having, instead of one list, two lists this week. It's going to be my list, and then what... Greta thought of this week. So for this week, here are my top five for this week. We have, in front, we have Coral's Reef Volume 1. Then after Coral's Reef, we have... Let's get to the next one. Well, the reason for Coral's Reef, let me be honest, is because it is a unique story that looks a lot of fun about a young girl who's essentially a seraphim who is becoming, well, realistic, who is living who is growing up and she's a teenager. It's kind of like the Teenage Kraken movie, but not that exactly. Anyway, next. We have Sora and the House of Monsters, Volume 1. This seems very similar to Julia's House of Misplaced Creatures, mixed with Delicious in Dungeon. I want to see where this goes. The art style looks very fun, and it looks enjoyable. Then we have A Tale of the Secret Saint, Volume 3. That series I've heard a lot about. I want to check it out. We have Spy Family, the official guide classified eyes only this is a guide for spy family with spy family season two coming out next week i think this will be a fun little guide and then last but not least we have tamon's b-side volume one which is the story of a girl who finds out that the lead singer of a dance group 
actually has a a hidden secret identity as a nervous, scared boy. This is like the side story in Dazed and Fez. So I think it would be cool to check out. We're going to have to wait and see what happens. Anyway, with that, let's actually get to what Greta was saying. Because Greta had something a little bit different. For Greta's top 10 list of the week, we had Cinderella Closet Volume 3. She's been enjoying the whole premise of Cinderella Closet. Uh, we have My Love Mix-Up Volume 9. She also liked Sora and the House of Monsters. She also liked Spy Family. And then her last one was Turtle Bread Volume 1 because she's a fan of Great British Bake Off and a fan of Lisa Kim. So those are both of our ideas and thoughts about this week. Which ones are you most excited about? Let us know. Email us at spyrokin.gmail.com or me at zanspyrokin.com. Let me know which is your favorite title for the week or which ones are the least favorite so with that in mind beforehand i'd like to thank each and every one of you who are checking out this podcast and listening or watching every email i get every comment i get every just notification i get a new subscriber gives me more motivation to keep doing this podcast i love doing it and i want to keep doing it until an old man who's reading mangas with thick glasses so thank you so much and thank you for making me love doing this So with that in mind, let's actually get to the part that we've all been waiting for. And what are we talking about? We're talking about that one. That only. Yes, friends? Let's get to it. The The Wheel of Manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. What I've done is I've assigned a manga title to each of the 10 slots. So we're going to, to spin the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, that's the manga we're going to review in the next episode of the Spire Card Manga Review, episode 531. And we have tons of titles on here, some that are really cool, some that are pretty bad. And they're all new, so let's see what we're going to review in the next episode, shall we? So, we've got number four, and in the next episode, we're going to be reviewing, oh, didn't expect that, The Saga of Tanya the Evil. This is the manga adaptation of the light novel about a person who pisses off their Isekai god and ends up getting to a world where they're a small child with gun power. I've seen the first episode of the anime, I've never read the manga before, so we're going to see how this goes. But, I digress. So, as usual... Hope you enjoyed this episode. I am your host, Zan. I am Gonsville. I'll catch you guys next time, and keep reading manga. I'll see you later.